0: We begin a new series this morning, um, Earn, Save, Give. It's um, words from John Wesley in which he wrote this sermon, Earn all you can, save all you can, and give all you can. So instead of us trying to create something new and snazzy, we decided to steal his idea and just run with it for years and years. Um, You should have received in your um, bulletin this morning, also you may have received it in a letter, um, our commitment cards. This is something we ask that you be in prayer. Prayer for it's it's new this year. It looks very similar to last year's, but we did change the pictures. Um, but this is something that you can pray about and um, turn into the church office. You can put it in the offering plate when you are ready. Um, we do ask that that by the twenty seventh, our, our last Sunday in this series, September twenty seventh, you bring these to the church, and we can have a big celebration day as we then go out to to Mill Creek and just celebrate all that God is doing here in this place. So please remember your commitment cards as we. Get ready this morning and talk about it. I was preparing for this and a question came to my mind is when I first began to give to the church, when did you first begin giving? Now, for me, it was when I was a little child, right? I was the church kid, kind of brought up in the church, and so my dad would give me a quarter every Sunday, and that would go to my, my Sunday school offering. And I remember that. Dad would give me the quarter, and I'd put it in there. I guess inflation or whatever's taken place, and now I have to give Addie a dollar to take to, to with her, but it happens. But she's so excited. I love watching her in worship because at the 845 service, she knows what's coming next and and she gets her dollar ready and she's got her connection card because she's learning to fill out her name. It's really entertaining. And she takes both of those and she's the first one because she sits right here on this row and she puts it in the offering plate and she looks over at me and just smiles and nods her head. It's something that's a joy for her. Yes, it is me giving her a dollar but she knows that it's going to the church. But now what beyond that? When did you first giving of your money? When you realized that you were giving it to God? I had a couple of jobs before my real person job, but I was still living with my parents at the time and and letting them kind of pay for things, so I didn't really classify those as a real person job. My first real person job was actually here at Pittman Park. I was a youth minister here, and um, I remember receiving my first paycheck, and eyes got big. I was so excited. I mean, mom and dad still paid for all the bills, but, but this was my money, right? I was so excited, and I kept thinking, okay, what, what all can I do this month? And I've got to ration it out, and you've been there, right? You experienced this. You remember what it was like with eyes big? So I folded up and put it in my pocket and money has a way of doing something when it's just sitting in your pocket, right? Burns a hole. I heard it, it burns a hole. You're like, I got to get it out. But I remember going that evening and it was youth and I was preparing to teach and I had something, but I remember how this pieces together in my life, but, but the talk was how we can compartmentalize God in our life. We'll allow God to have this part of us okay God I'll give you 11 o'clock on Sunday morning and you know I was really good so you can have 10 o'clock too because I'm going to Sunday school today and I might go to Bible study later on this week so I'll give you this part of my life I'll give you the part where I I wake up in the morning and and I pray because you let me have another night of sleep or praise the Lord the child slept through the night that's been my prayer regularly But I remember talking about how we just put God in little pieces of our life instead of giving it all to God. And that paycheck sitting there burning a hole in my pocket. And I realized I'm not doing that. It took quite a while in my life to get to that point. To get to the point where I was giving to God what he's asking of me. It's not easy to get to a tithe, to the 10%. But I remember when it happened. Jonathan and I had gotten married and and we were both attending seminary in Atlanta while both still serving churches in Statesboro and Claxton. And so on Friday afternoon, we'd hit the road coming back to, State, to statesboro Claxton. We spent many a night on an air mattress in his office at the church. We would spend the night in other people's homes and, and travel to church and then leave Sunday evening once youth was over and head back to Atlanta. You ever heard the phrase, living on love? We were living on love. We had seven W-2s that year from all the little jobs we were trying to piece together to make things meet. And when we finally finished living as as in this caravan, we had 19 toothbrushes in my explorer. We finally found them all. But we had made a commitment to each other that we were gonna allow our marriage to be put to put God first our relationship, the reason that we were going to seminary was to be a vessel used by God to point others to the cross of Jesus Christ. And if we couldn't be an example in our giving, in our meager, meager giving, then what kind of example was God going to be doing with us? And at times this phrase, God loves a cheerful giver, was not me. thought I was giving out of duty and obligation. I thought I was giving because it was just required of me. This is something that the preachers got to do. It's something the Christians got to do. But you know, when we take our eyes off of our pockets and our pocketbooks, And we put our eyes on the cross of Christ. When we put God first in our lives, there's a joy that comes in being able to give to further the kingdom of God. There's a joy that can lift you to overflowing. There's a blessing that comes from the very lips of God, from the heart of God into our lives. And we can know that we are serving him and his kingdom. We put quite a few pictures on the front of these things to show the blessings of what God is doing. And it's because of those that are able to give that are giving. These are, we are celebrating confirmation and the children taking an ownership of their faith. And moving beyond a parent's belief into a belief that I believe in God. We're celebrating what's taking place with our children and our youth. Do you know we have over 20 youth each Wednesday in a small group program? A couple Wednesdays ago, we had 30-something children at Wednesday night. Haley was singing praises. We celebrate what God is doing here, but we couldn't do it if people aren't giving out of joy, out of what God is calling to them. We can't do it if people don't put God as the priority. There's a couple of scriptures that speak to me about putting God first. It comes from Exodus chapter 13. Verses one and two says this. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, consecrate to me all the firstborn. Whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and beast, it is mine. Do you hear this? God is saying, consecrate to me. It is mine. Give it to me. This is the firstborn. He goes on in verses 12 and 13 of the same chapter, Exodus 13, it says this, that you shall set apart to the Lord all that open the womb, that is, every firstborn that comes from an animal which you have, the males shall be the Lord's. But every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. And if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. And all the firstborn of man among you, your sons, shall be redeemed. You see, God is asking us to give the first. Even in Exodus, we can see this idea that that God is calling us to the the first of what is born, to give this back to God. And if we don't give it, then we sacrifice something else. If we don't give to God, what are we sacrificing? Sacrificing? If we don't place God at the highest priority and let the first be given to Him, you're here on the first day of the week, not the first worship service, but the first service. And you're here to worship God, you're here to, to seek God's blessing so that the rest of the week you will experience Him. What about in our giving? If you don't give of the first what God has required, what are we sacrificing? What are we taking instead? So the first, it must be sacrificed or redeemed. But the other is the first fruits must be offered. Offered. Again from Exodus, but this time for chapter 23, verse 19. It says, the first of the first fruits of your land, you shall bring into the house of your Lord, your God. God will never be on second, only first. God is seeking us to give to him. God will never be second in our life. God will never be second in this world. If we don't give to him, he's going to find a way. God is seeking us if we would turn and give our glory and honor to him. If we take our eyes off of what we have, what we can put before us, and we look and give glory of what God has put before us. It is not us. It is not we. But it is God. Honor the Lord with your possessions, says Proverbs chapter 3. And with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Now, I'm sure we could have told a lot of people that at yesterday's tailgate, that their vats would overflow with new wine, and they might get excited about that. But think about the blessing which God is trying to pour out when we honor God with our possessions when we honor God with the first fruits of all of our increase, we must offer it back up to Him to give to God what God has poured out in us. So the first must be sacrificed or redeemed. The first fruits must be offered up to God. And this one's the hard one, the tithe. Must be first. Before Jonathan and I got married, it was we paid all the bills, and then I looked to see what was left, and that was the 10% in which I gave to God. You see, that's not what God is asking. Say you are blessed in the gift of landscaping, and I hire you to help fix up the parsonage, right? and you realize this is a big endeavor, okay? So it's going to take a lot of plants and a lot of manpower, and you, eventually you give me the bill and you can make $1,000 in profit. So after I swallow what's going on and, and pay you your money and in 10 $100 bills, which one is God's? Which of the 10? the first one you spend. It doesn't matter if it's the first one I place in your hand, but it's the first one that you give out. There's a lot of times where life and circumstances and how we've lived to a certain point make it difficult to give a true tithe, to give the first to God, to put God at that first spot in our giving. But in our commitment cards, we've provided a growth with giving inside. Just a way in which you can look and see where you fall on this spectrum. How much you are giving. And then maybe God works within you. Now I love what this passage says because it says God loves a cheerful giver, but the verse right before it says they shouldn't give without hesitation or because of pressure. So I'm not putting pressure on you. It may seem that way. But may you seek God. May you seek what God is doing in your life. Where you're giving to God. Where you fall on this spectrum. And how you can give. Because if we look at the very beginning of this passage, which we read, which Bob read for us today. The one who sows a small number of seeds will also reap a small crop. And the one who sows a generous amount of seeds will also reap a generous crop. And then skipping down to verse nine, as it is written, he scattered everywhere. He gave to the needy. His righteousness remains forever. We worship in this place in the beauty of, of this place to experience God, to allow God to, to fill our hearts with the beauty of song, the hearing of scripture, the intentional moment of prayer, and in our giving. You may be fully engaged in every aspect of this worship, in this place, and yet your giving may not be putting God at the top. How are you seeking to serve God? Because if we hear in this passage, it tells us multiple things, but one that stands out is God has the power to provide you with enough of every kind of grace. He doesn't just say enough, more than enough of every kind of grace. You see, it wasn't easy for Jonathan and I traveling back and forth, wondering if we brought toothbrushes this week or even giving. There were times where I was wondering if we were going to have enough gas to even get back to Claxton But you know, when we were diligent in giving to God, God was faithful in providing for us. It's amazing how many church people would just bring you food. Thank you, Lord. God will provide in ways. We had medical expense that cropped up for certain things and he got paid for and covered by other people. You've heard stories over and over of how people prayed and God was faithful in providing. I can't guarantee that that will always be your story. But I can guarantee that God knows your heart. And as you seek to honor him in your life, in your worship, in this place, and in your giving, remember your covenant you made when you joined in your baptismal covenant When people join this place, you serve the Lord your God with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness. You see, think all too often in our life we are real hush hush about money. We're quiet when it comes to to asking people to give. We don't want to talk about, well, did you put money in the offering plate today? Or even having people hold us accountable. But I think if we are faithful in our witness, we can ask these things. How are you serving God? How can you grow in your giving? How can we honor the Lord in our presence in this place with all that he's given to us? Where is your heart? Where are you serving? How is God inspiring you to move beyond where you are and what you're doing to look for something greater? Today is a a neat Sunday in the fact that it's Grandparents' Day, and we honor all of those, but a pure example for me came from my grandfather and my father. My grandfather was the counter, the person that goes to the church on Monday morning to count the, the money that came in, and he would always talk about, you know, too many people are looking at their pockets. They're looking about what they have and what's, what's there in the pocket, and they're not looking at what God can do. We've got to give more. I was like, well, Papa, what, what do you mean people gave what they can? He goes, No. We've got to give more. And he was always challenging me, even as a kid, he was challenging me and my brother about giving. My father was always so faithful, and my parents were about having the check and putting it in the offering plate. Where are you? Are we faithful? Are we giving what God is calling us to give? Is God in that first spot when you wake up, when you sing, when you proclaim? Does he have all or is it just parts and pieces? As you go today, I invite you to to pray over your commitment to Pittman Park. Pray about your presence here in this place. Pray about your gifts and how you give, your servants and how you serve here. We've got many of opportunities. We need your service here. And pray about how you're going to speak about what God is doing in this place. God is calling us and inviting us to earn a living, to save and enjoy what we earn and to give back to God all that we can. Will you join me now as we pray? God, you invite us into this place. You know we were coming here this day and you know what we give. God, you know at times that giving can be difficult for us and we can look selfish in our giving. God, enlighten us. Inspire our hearts as we give and as we serve. Instill in us a deeper commitment for this place, knowing that your kingdom is going out, that we are seeing transformation through the world. We see it in the lives of our children who are proclaiming that you are a mighty God. We see it in the lives of our students who are taking their faith another level and seeking to honor you with all that they have. God, we see you and we can honor you in our our small groups, in our Bible studies, in our events, in our mission, in our outreach, in our service to others. God, may we be faithful to you. May we give And may we be committed to serving you every day. We ask this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.